The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. A lot going on. Spring is in the air, and I tell you, everybody's excited. Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. He's especially excited today. That's right. So it's a beautiful day, and it's uh, Ashley's 29th birthday. You're safe. There. Yes. So I know she's <laughs> listening. So. so happy birthday, Ashley. And everybody, uh, when you see Ashley today, wish her a happy 29th birthday. A lot happening in our community, and I guess still we're uh, working to improve the Middle Point landfill. Yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting. I had a, um, a really, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we, we voted last Thursday night uh, for the, the transfer station out that's out on uh, Butler Drive. So we had a lot of people who came and talked, and um, it's always good for people to come and and be active in the process the tough thing now bart especially with the way information is is gathered you know there's a lot of misinformation about what we've been working on for the last golly what six or seven years i know you and i have talked about or really for the last 10 years you and i've talked about solid waste and what's next with trash but we're as a council, we're uh, we're excited. The majority of the council voted um, that we are going to have this south transfer station. Where you know, right now, just because of what's going on at Middle Point, you know, our trucks out there some sometimes have to wait you know two hours plus to be able to tip their their trash, and then they have to go and drive back. For example, if you're on the south side of town and you're in Innsbruck, you're going to drive all the way down 231. You're going to take a take a left on Memorial. You're going to take a right on Broad Street, and you're going to drive, or excuse me, or you take a left on Broad, right on Memorial. And you're going to drive all the way out to the landfill, and then you're going to turn around and you're going to come back and do that again. So, you know, these trucks are already on the road, and so what we're we're working through is a transfer station, which we know whether we have to haul our trash somewhere else or you know whether we 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 come up with this environmental waste away. Um, alternative that you know there has to be a materials area where what they've designed is you you dump that trash in an enclosed uh negative pressure building where no smell can get out and then you do with it what you do from there so that that was voted on on thursday night um and so we'll we're, we're continuing the the next steps to be able to what what i say you know be solid waste uh independent from having to bring in a bunch of outside trash from other places in our community here's an interesting question from a listener and i've have not heard this before but they're saying that we've had so much debris falling off of these garbage trucks it litters the roadways it puts germs and things in neighborhoods as they drive through it uh, especially on days where there's a lot of rain out there and they're getting this also when they go into Mount Trashmore and try to drive up that hill, especially on a day when it's raining out there. They get all that on the truck. Uh, it looks like when they 
finish the transfer station, you wouldn't be getting all that uh, dirt and mess on the trucks, and it'd make the community a lot safer. Yeah, you know, I think landfilling is it's an old process. It's clearly the cheapest process, but, you know, I, w- I would argue with anyone, including Middle Point, that, you know, having the largest landfill in the state of Tennessee, one of the largest landfills really in the country next to our water source, if our leaders could go back in the late 80s when they made that decision, I think they would hopefully agree that's not a, not, was not a great decision. And there's all kinds of byproducts that come with that. So when you go down, you know, Jefferson Pike, and, and for those residents in, in Murfreesboro specifically, when you drive through Murfreesboro, you'll see these semi-trucks that, you know, they say atomic on the side. And typically, when you look at them, they are dirty trucks. I mean, they're white trucks, but they're brown. They've got so much mud and debris. And those are the trucks that transfer trash from Davidson County into Murfreesboro. And, you know, yeah, it's, but it's not just, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily those trucks that are, um, that are causing trash to, to come, you know, to blow off because those trucks are usually strapped down with covers and, and really protected. You know, think about all the mom and pop companies that take trash into middle point. It's not just, um, large companies that are doing that. There's trucks from all over our County and, and, adjacent counties that are driving into that landfill and there's trash blowing out everywhere when they when they bring those in so you know bart i'll I'll tell you and i have gotten to be sort of more aggressive over the years as we talk about this i'll sit down with anyone who is a proponent for middle point landfill and you know there was a, a show you have on on a sunday night or not you but wgns host the the general manager was here I don't know, three or four months ago or three or four weeks ago. And I equate it like, you know, I, I, th- I think they're trying out there, um, you know, but the amount of trash that they have coming in on a daily basis, I mean, it, just the the fines and the notice of violations that they've gotten over really the last 12 to 18 months clearly state shows that there's a, a pattern of a failure out there. But it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember the Saturday Night Live slits, uh, skit where, you know, you remember Baghdad Bob and the guy was like oh, the, yeah. the Iraqi uh, public information officer and he's standing at the podium saying, doing an interview, basically saying, look, no, everything's fine here at the at the Baghdad airport. There's nothing to see here. And in the background, it shows American soldiers are running back, you know, behind him and sort of looking at him. And I think that's sometimes, you know, we we hear the the term good neighbor and and um you, you know good community partner and i mean i smelled the landfill i was at a soccer soccer uh, match last night um at a school that's right off of dejarnet lane that's we had a north wind last night and uh, the wind coming from the north and i smelled the landfill from you know three miles away so you know, I I think that's where hopefully the processes that we're working through are going to be so much better than, than what we have right now. Now, this smell, which we hear a lot of conversation about, is that a problem that everyone who has a landfill has? Or is there something that needs to be adjusted with our landfill? Every Our research that we've seen across the country says that if a landfill, it shows that if a landfill is operated correctly um that you shouldn't smell or have that impact um 
I think Middle Point is doing their best to work on mitigating that smell. You know, I think Mr. Classen has said that they've installed, you know, $7 million worth of gas extraction system piping. And um, so I, I'm not an engineer. I just know, you know, back um, eight, ten months ago when we had our experts, you know, run infrared um, on the on the plume that, that goes from their flare system, there's not supposed to be gas um exiting that we're supposed to be burned off and i think the landfill is producing so much gas out of that landfill that it's it's not doing that now i think they're trying to work on that but you know I, I, it, it's one of those things too that um you really have to when you don't have a good track record and you're telling people hey trust us that's really tough uh, to be able to do that and that's coming from a politician i mean telling somebody to trust you when you haven't given a track record that it's you're trustworthy um that's that's very tough to do and you know bart i i, I don't say that negative towards mr clausen because i really do think he's trying i mean everything that i've seen since he's come here i think he's been here a couple of years now um he i think he has tried to be active in the community he's tried to be able to show that middle point's trying to do better but you know, it's one of those things that you've got to build that credibility because the predecessors that were before you have not done that. And I think they've admitted that. So hopefully, you know, they'll get to a point um, to where it's fixed, in my opinion, and I still stand firm on this. I think, you know, Mayor Carr and I think the county commission, um, from what I've seen, the, the, the best alternative for Middle Point is to close, to cap it with dirt and be done with it. And then we all are going to be dealing, you know, including Middle Point, with what's going to happen in the next 20, 30, you know, 50 years out there. Um, but, you know, continuing to have 72% of outside trash come into Murfreesboro on a daily basis is just crazy. Um, and, and so, as a matter of fact, I was in a TVA symposium yesterday that they asked me, the mayor of Franklin and the mayor of Williamson County to speak. And so, I, you know, they asked me about solid waste and you know i just said hey 71 percent of our outside trash and mayor's uh mayor anderson from williamson county just looked at me and said thank you <laughs> so and i'm like i know i'm sure you're thankful you're not having to deal with it so well no, let me ask you this because th this is something that people are really concerned about uh and and that is what how can you encourage them or how could you make them close early uh, they have a contract to to bring. It's a business. Sure. Uh, they have a contract, and until the place is full, right? How can you close them? Well, I think that's. Well, I I would argue a couple of things. I would say you're absolutely correct. They're a private business. They're now projecting that somewhere around 2026, 2027, that they will be full. You know, a couple of years ago, they put in a uh, an application for a new landfill, and we are vehemently opposed to a new landfill out there um how does the county feel because i think the county i think together. the county feels the same way i mean the, you know there's been discussions about you know building a landfill on top of the old county landfill and that republic would take over the liability and you know we've met with engineers and you know other waste management companies that are larger than republic and they've all said they've not ever seen someone 
open an older landfill to landfill on top of it. That typically, once it's closed, you close it and you hope for the best. And so I, I think, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about filling up the the V in between the county landfill and Middle Point landfill, and I think we are absolutely opposed to that as well. Just the council voted, you know, that we didn't want to see any new landfilling operations out there, and I think the community would agree with that. Cheaper is not always better. You, you know, just because it's a cheap alternative doesn't mean that it's a right alternative. And, I, I mean, I'm in the construction industry, so it's it, – I could do things cheaper, but it's going to come back and bite you in the rear end, which is, I think, where we are, you know, 40 years later after Middle Point was approved that, you know, we're now dealing with, you know, things that don't need to be in our our river our rivers in there. We're dealing with trash everywhere. We're dealing with smell. We're dealing with lots of different things that, you know, I think, um, sure, it was cheaper to be able to do what what was done but i don't think that's necessarily correct i think that's why the city council and the county commission and mayor carr are all working towards what are those next steps where you know i, I don't think there's anything right about rutherford county being the dumping ground for davidson county for williamson county for all of these surrounding counties and sure it's easy it's easy uh, to not have to work on a solution when it doesn't really affect you right now. And I would argue it's definitely affecting us, uh, and that's what we've, we're trying to work on. Here's a question, uh, totally different direction. Yeah. The listeners will go everywhere. Hey. This one says, I am fed up not only with the landfill, but I'm tired of the traffic. I live on North Church Street. They have my street all torn up. I can't get down that road. May be the lowest bidder, but they are really making a mess down there. There's been a lot of conversation about making certain streets one way. That works in other cities. We just talk about it. When are we going to do something about the traffic? So we, and, and I don't have the time to go over, feel free to email me and I'll send you all of the, we did a, had a really good PowerPoint presentation showing how many roads that we have under construction. The city council Three weeks ago, we were presented our downtown traffic study, which included North Church Street and some of those streets showing the, the possibility of making those one-way streets. North Church Street's a little different one just because of the width of those streets and having houses on both sides of those streets. So it's it's a little little different. But, you know, I would, I would tell the, the listener I completely understand, and I am not um, – minimizing at all knowing that we have transportation and traffic issues but it's going to get worse before it gets better and you know i think right now the number that we got we have 27 different roads that are under construction right now being built 14 of those are state roads we are constantly working on just like north church street remilling and rebuilding and working on the infrastructure on those roads and you know someone in the construction industry it is just as we're trying to work on those roads, everyone else is trying to work on roads in their community, and there's just not enough labor to go around to be able to fix them. That's not an excuse. But, I mean, if you look at our allocation on a yearly basis on what we spend as a city, what we spend on our borrowings, routinely 70 to 75% of what we allocate is all towards road projects and transportation. And I don't think that's going to change. So I, I, I know I, we're talking about trust but I, I think 
our transportation department, our engineering team, I have complete faith in them, and they are they are working as hard as they can to get these roads um, these roads pushed through. Our mayor Murfreesboro um, mayor with us, Shane and, McFarland, and Bart Sam Huddleston just texted me and said mm-hmm. the housing authority is the one that's working on North Church Street. That's uh, with the new Oakland Park development. So hopefully they'll be finished in the next next couple of months. Okay. We will be right back. Stay with us. Going to go another direction now. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. AM. FM. FM. Online. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Partly to mostly cloudy skies in store for this afternoon. A slight chance for a late day shower with a high of 61. Chance for some light rain tonight, mid 40s. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 46. Good morning. Right now we're looking at a truck crash. It's going to be on 24 eastbound near Old Hickory Boulevard out here in the Antioch area. It's not blocking traffic. It went off the road, but from the looks of it, it's going to be out here for quite some time today. So watch for delays. 24 eastbound in Old Hickory Boulevard in the Antioch area. Try to clear a wreck on Ellington Parkway southbound. Right at Trinity Lane at one point, one car was underneath another car. Eight. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that awesome menu today by logging on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. All that's news with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoon. Rutherford County's place to talk. We are back again. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. The focus is on the city of Murfreesboro this morning. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. And if you have a question, best way to do it is to text it to us, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. By the way, we are broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE's Charitable Foundation, Sharing Change, is funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month. 
and becomes a donation and supports hundreds of local nonprofits. Find out more about sharingchange.org. We have a question for you, Mayor. Are you all set? Sure. You got your seatbelt on? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> this one says, thank you, Mayor, for advocating for a cleaner Murfreesboro. You've worked tirelessly on this. My question is, how can you close the landfill when our county mayor is not interested in that? Uh, and it says that, uh, I've, I've not heard this before, it says that he will not have a new recycling center. Is he against I don't think so. Center? I mean, that's not the that's not the conversation I've had with Mayor Carr. I mean, I think they may be thinking about the previous county mayor. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, mayor Carr, even when they were going back in, you know, the summer when they were going through their campaign um, sort of stomps, I mean, he's been pretty consistent that he did not want to see a new landfill and and you know I, I think i think even the county commission has been pretty pretty consistent on that so um i've not that's not been i'll just say this i've been in multiple meetings with with mayor carr and i've never heard him say that he wanted the landfill to uh to stay open i've not i've not ever heard that and i'm there are not many times i feel confident in speaking for other elected officials but i mean i think he's been pretty outspoken and on the record about trying to find different alternatives other than um landfilling and you know he lives in the the uh las casas and milton area so i mean they're affected by this landfill just as much as as anyone so you know and i, I think it's it's the, the tough part right now i think we are consistently trying to find different ways to be you know more environment environmentally sound the process with waste away that we've worked through everything can be single stream which means everything goes into your your we pick up over 50,000 55,000 trash cans a week now and you know asking people to go through and try to separate those where the recycling is not contaminated for example if food is in your recycling it contaminates a depending on what food it is if it's a grease it contaminates that recycling so we we feel very confident that we found a source where it's single stream where everything goes into your cart and then once it's processed they're picking that recycle out using machinery to be able to to go through this new process so i think we feel confident that you know right now bart the way the current agreement is set up if we were to implement a recycling program in the city of murfreesboro the capital expenditure right now would be close to three million dollars and you would be looking at adding another million dollars a year in operational cost. And so what we would be doing is pulling less trash away that's going to middle point to allow them to take more outside trash and make more money of outside trash coming in. So and a lot of people don't understand that, that the way the current agreement is set up, recycling would only cost the taxpayer more money and allow the landfill to operate longer and make more money. Here's a totally different question here, uh, and we've not had this one brought up before, but it evidently from what it looks like has been a part of uh, the traffic problems for a good while. This person says they live on East State Street in the downtown area. Okay. And then uh, on Sundays in particular, 
They say that uh, on other days you have said it's okay to park on both sides of the streets, uh, on downtown streets, and sometimes you have uh, company over and you don't have any place to park, so you park on the streets. Well, on these streets, and particularly East State, if you park on one side, that's one side too many, yeah, they you can't, think. Yeah. They said that uh, this past Sunday they were trying to get to the grocery store. They were driving out of their house uh, on East State Street and came to uh, another car. There's a, one row of cars, they said, parked uh, on one side of the road only. Uh, and they couldn't, uh, another car was coming, and there's not room for two cars at all. And they, they had to back up for a block so that uh, one of them could get out. Uh, and that would be a problem, I guess. It, if you live there, that would really be a problem. I am uh, typing this in right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put uh, State Street double-sided uh, parking. And I would imagine that uh, any street that's narrow, or, or do you make, I know we've had people call in who live on, I believe it was Spring Street in the past, uh, which is a wider street. Yes. Are the laws different on wider streets versus narrow streets? No, I mean, really, the there, there's not really an ordinance that prohibits on-street on parking. The, the big kicker is that emergency vehicles and traffic have to be able to get through to be able to, to do that. So You'd be like two lanes of traffic. Correct. Well, yes, so correct. So cars can so, pass each other. You know, I live on a in a subdivision that has a narrow street. So when both sides, people park on both sides of the street, it's... I mean, it's sketchy for a, um, for a, in my opinion, for a fire truck to get through there. The downtown streets, when they were designed, you know, a hundred years ago, were definitely not wide streets. And so, the downtown area is one that we specifically need to make sure that people can get uh, get in and out of there. Totally different direction now. This hey, one I like it. <laughs> keeps us on our toes. This one deals with the Rockvale annexation. This person says, I'm hearing a lot about it. Share what is going on. You know, um, I've had some really good meetings with the school school staff, school, Rutherford County School Board um, members. Dr. Sullivan, you know, I hate to say this, that I had not had the opportunity to meet with him since he's taken over that, uh, took over that position. And what a refreshing meeting. I mean, I, I, I once I got done meeting with him and Chairman Sharp, um, she's great to he reminded me of Trey Duke who we have at um, at our school system you know running our uh, the Murfreesboro City Schools very similar personalities I, I didn't know that they uh, after I talked to Trey that they had worked together in the past but uh, it, it was refreshing because I think one of the things and, and I need to do a better job with this is to make sure that you know, it's it's not an us versus them um, mentality that we're all in the same boat together. And so Rockville, there's a development out by the Rockville School. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't know the exact timeline that um, wanted to come into the city because sewer is out there. And so there was a big controversy. Um, the the Commissioner Reed, who you know, Commissioner Reed and I have, I, I tell you, I have no issue with Pettis he has a different view than what we do because Pettis is really looking at Rockville, you know, and we're not in, in districts, Bart. So we're looking at the overall 
overall city and and it's very important i think to commissioner reed the community in rockville and i respect that you know we we're dealing with a develop a developer that wanted to ask to come in to the city because sewer was there and so it got into this whole um discussion about annexing the right-of-way you know bart um rockville i would argue is not in the ca- not in the country anymore. I mean, you've got a three campus school system out there on a high, on a state road, and so we had all these residents who were coming talking about the traffic issues um, that are out there. And you know, ultimately, I think Mayor Carr was was great to work with. We decided that we were going to recommend annexing the um, the right of way to be able to get that road in the city. Now, I, th- I think with that, you can't complain that the traffic's bad out there when the city really doesn't have anything to do with the road network and so that was one of the reasons why we were wanting to annex that well i I do think the city got ahead of our skis and the city studied looking at annexing the rockville school system the schools out there um and there's some negatives to the county with the schools being inside the city there's some positives as well i mean this the the taxpayer pays a hundred and pays 50% more in sewer fees because you're an outside the city sewer customer. So over the last 10 years, I think the number each school, each school is paying like $1,200 more a month in sewer than what they would have to be if they were inside the city. So say it's $36,000 a year. So over the last 10 years, you've paid $400,000 more than what you would have just to say that you're not in the city. Um, You know, I, I think the negative, the city has, the County has to go through the city processes uh, to be able to expand or do different things, which definitely are more cumbersome. Uh, they have to pay fees, which I'm I'm working with our staff, and I think our council would, would be in agreement that we would rebate those fees back to the county because it shouldn't be a hindrance to build schools. To the, it's like taking money from the right pocket and putting it in the left pocket. I mean, the taxpayer is the taxpayer. It's the same. Um, I think there are some other benefits with annexation. I mean, our, our police and our fire department has an ISO rating of 1%. Um, the county's building a new public safety facility that's that's out there that's getting ready to be um, getting ready to come on board. But you know their ISO rating in that area I think is a five. So you know I think part of it is just looking at the overall picture. I think there are some um, there are some benefits to annexing. You know in the schools the schools being in the city limits it doesn't it doesn't cost any more in taxes. I mean it's just. Honestly, it's more of a turf thing than it is than is anything. But ultimately, the city dropped the ball on that. That was handled. We should have handled that differently. Um, and so the council voted last Thursday night just to to study and to look at annexing the right of way of the road. And so I think those are things that um, it, you know, if it had been handled, I think a little differently. Like I could sit and and talk about why that I think it's a benefit. Um, but you know, I find it, I I laugh sometimes because, you know, this lady came up and spoke to us about, she wants Rockville to remain country. She, Rockville is not in the country, not in the city and she doesn't want anything coming out there. And so she's from, she moved here from California two years ago. (laughs) And so I'm like shaking my head going, okay, so you moved here from California. Someone allowed you know you moved out from somewhere else to move to the area and now you don't want anybody else moving to the area so i think that's some of the things that we we continue to to deal with and bart you've heard this i mean over the last 20 years 
I've completely lost my political filter. And so, look, I there's I, I mess up every day. I'll mess up on at something today. But I get so tired of the narrative that, you know, um, we don't want we, we shouldn't allow people to move into Rutherford County. And I get it. I mean, I'm not from here. But I'll tell you, like yesterday being at that TVA symposium, every municipality is dealing with this right now. Um, you know, now, now Williamson County has taken a different stance where, you know, they've, pa- they've passed a stance saying that um, they will allow no tracks outside the corporate city limits that are that are less than five acres. So, I mean, that's a... That's a big deal. Now, I I will say Williamson County has a different mindset as far of as far as affordability than what Rutherford County has. I mean, those five acre sites in um, Williamson County, I can guarantee you, you won't find many homes less than a million dollars that are on those sites if they're going to be built. So that's that's some different challenges that we work on as well. Here's a, a different direction for us also. This person uh, is concerned with the apartment complexes in the area, and they say, is there a moratorium on building apartments in the city limits of Murfreesboro? Yeah, we just got finished last Wednesday night with our, we're, we're starting the public, the public process on um, our new land use plan. And if you go look at really what's happened over the last three or four years, there's not been many apartments built new apartments besides the gateway area Um, we really put a stop to that based on our sewer capacity you know four or five years ago now we can't help make you know decisions that were made 30 years ago on on zoning of of pieces of property but i'll tell you this past year i can't remember that there's a piece of property out at the gateway which i think Bart, there's there's going to be some significant news come out here before too long. That's good news that will be able to be announced. Um, but there's not many multifamily what besides townhomes. You know, and town townhomes and that's the new starter home now. You know, and those are three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars for a townhome now. So different it's, price from the yeah. So I don't starters. think you're going to see. I'm not supportive of of any more apartments. Um, you know, coming in inside the city, I'm, you know, I'm one vote. But the other part too, Bart, is we're in like this quandary of, as a as an elected official, you get hammered for not having affordability, right? There's no affordable housing for people to live. And then at the same point, it's like, hey, but we don't want any more townhomes and we don't want, uh, we don't want any more multifamily. And so, we have to pick one or the other because when you eliminate townhomes and multifamily, and maybe there's, I think there's a good balance, which is what our land use plans over. Then that means that we're going to end up. I mean, Bart, if you're trying to find a single family house right now in the city of Murfreesboro, you will be hard pressed finding one less than four hundred thousand dollars inside the city of Murfreesboro. Hard pressed, and if it's a new house, it's going to be a lot closer to five hundred than it is to four hundred. And so that's something that, you know, you can't have both. You can't have affordability and you can't say that we don't want um, dense products or townhomes or, in in some case, a mixture of multifamily. Here's a listener now who sends us a text 
about uh, the landfill, and they say they agree with you. We need to watch what goes into the landfill. Uh, we moved to the area a couple of years ago, and we've been in the habit of recycling. We've recycled uh, just about everything we can, and we're down to, for our whole family, about one bag of trash each week. That's one, great. One bag. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And they say, uh, but now the recycling center is refusing to accept our plastics number three through seven. And that's going to make a lot more throwaway garbage that goes into the landfill. Why do we keep shooting ourselves in the foot? I, you know, if you'll have that listener email me, smcfarland at murfreesboro.tn.gov. Um, I'm not trying to pass the buck, but the city doesn't have anything to do with the recycling centers. That's the convenience centers are managed by the county. But I know Bishop Wagner, who is the solid waste um, director for Rutherford County, he's been really good to work with, too. And so I'm sure there's a reason um, why that they're they're doing that. But I can find out for you. So let me get get your email once again. Uh, S. McFarland, M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D, at murfreesborotn.gov righty. Uh, we have another question here totally uh, different direction I-24 eastbound at Rutherford oh okay <laughs> this is a listener telling us uh, I-24 eastbound at Rutherford County and Coffee County line has a multi-vehicle accident traffic is really backed up so be aware of that I-24 eastbound at the Rutherford Coffee County line. Avoid that area. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Yes, I just wanted to tell the mayor I actually work at one of the convenience centers and we've actually never taken three, four, five, six, and seven. It's always just been one or two. That's okay. all the recycling companies will take. Well, what are those? I'm not familiar with those plastic numbers. Well, the one and twos are uh, water bottles, milk, juice, detergent. Three, fours, and fives, and stuff like that are actually all containers, antifreeze containers, acid containers, things like that. Oh, but we've okay. never accepted them. It's always just been one. Okay, very good. Thank you for calling and sharing. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate your hard work out there. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. We're going to pause for our final break. If you have some questions, and I know you do, Give us a call. Text us 615-893-1450. Don't forget that accident. I-24 eastbound at the Rutherford Coffee County line. Rutherford Coffee County line. And that's eastbound. A multi-vehicle accident there. Try to find another route. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there for a while. News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. My grandmother and Ms. Adams were best friends. I mean, she said, Betty, you need to come to Adams' place. You'd love it. We're talking with Betty Kirksey. They go above and beyond of what their job is. I wish Ms. Adams was still living so I could tell her, you were right. It is where I should be, and it's very nice. <laughs> I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. 
For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We've got your local sports fix. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett here on WGNS. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. Just a few minutes left in our broadcast. It's our marathon question time. <laughs> you ready for another one? Okay, this one uh, is dealing with the trash again. Could you elaborate on the trash transfer clock for the exit entrance locations for the facility? And they say also we understand that this is across the street from Uncle Bucky's Truck Stop restaurant. Uh, is this possibly going to affect that business as well no i mean so what we're talking about with the anaerobic digester and it, we don't have time to get into all the details um general mills has been doing that process for a long long time um but butler drive is already going to be rebuilt and realigned with the new intersection um that inter intersection right there at joby jackson parkway in in butler is not a good intersection especially with as many trucks come up and down that road uh going to the the industrial property that's already on butler drive so that whole intersection is going to be reworked there with a it'll be a signalized intersection the road will be actually realigned to come to the back of where this property is so it won't bucky's knows about this this you know this property is already in already zoned industrial uh it's going through the city process to be able to have a like zoning um and and so it's you know, Bart, I said this the other night and, and when I was listening to all of the residents. If anyone thinks that we want to bring anything that's going to cause the issues that we're dealing with out on the north side of town, they have absolutely lost their mind. We are not going to do anything that's going to hurt our residents because we don't want to put ourselves in the same situation that, uh, um, you know, that that we we are now. And totally another direction. This person's asking about the traffic signal, the light on Rutherford uh, and 41. Rutherford and 41 needs to be a longer left turn. Uh, they say it's really creating problems for them. Okay. 
and uh, totally another direction. My daughter is a first-year teacher and working on her master's degree at MTSU. She would like to buy a house but cannot afford one on the teacher's pay. What can we do to help teachers and first responders buy a home with uh, with their low pay and stay in the community? It's funny that they, she said this, and I, I have this on my one of my goals, um, and we were talking about this through our land use. We're really wanting to try to implement some kind of affordable housing program where we allow a developer or a builder to have more density inside one of their developments, but they allocate... You know, for example, 10 to 15 percent of their product for emergency service providers and uh, teachers. And so the THDA years ago used to have a program called Great Start where they would give, you know, a 5 to 10 percent discount on the home. But they had to live in the home for a certain amount of time. And so I think there's a way that we can structure that um, where it benefits everyone. And, you know, I think it's. It's, it's vital that the people who are working in your community, especially your law enforcement, your emergency service providers, um, paramedics, firefighters, teachers can live in the community where they work. And I think that's something that we, um, we're working on, on studying now. And another text uh, on that same subject, they said, don't forget the uh, nurses. We have a nursing shortage. Yes. Those need to be included as well. I think they would be included in what I would say um your emergency service providers and i I had a great uh, discussion this was a couple of weeks ago with gordon ferguson you know who is the uh, runs st thomas rutherford and then also their new ceo of this area and um the shortage of nurses is not going away anytime soon so I, i think that's that's a valid valid point still another question why are student apartments like the point being converted to regular apartments for everybody and uh, soon to be 1540 place on Las Casas Highway is being uh, uh, changed as well. well. So we are encouraging that to happen. Now, the, the, the caller or the, the listener needs to understand just because those complexes market and say that they're student quarters or, or for student housing, fair housing laws does not um, stop them from renting to everyone. So unless a um, a complex is literally on campus, they can't be prohibited to just students. So or they can't just be directed towards students. And that's so what we have really been pushing for, like that 1504, they rent for years have rented by the room, which is not good. Um, you know, you basically have a common space and you end up having four separate rooms with four separate leases. And so what ends up happening, instead of having 200 units, you've got 800 individual units. And so what we have seen, um, and it's called bifurcation, those un- those complexes like that are where our crime rates are the absolute highest. Our calls for service are the absolute highest. So we have really been encouraging those um, complexes to take those traditional units that have much much uh, lower crime rates on that note all right we thank you for joining us thank you murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland and happy birthday to ashley